0: I'm Matt Evans, TIA's Director of Marketing and Communications, and welcome to the latest episode of the TIA Delivers Podcast from the Transportation Intermediaries Association, the trusted voice for third-party logistics companies of all sizes. Joining us on this episode of the TIA Delivers Podcast is Mark Bluebaugh, partner at Benish Law and co-chair of the firm's Transportation and Logistics Practice Group. During a legal career spanning nearly 25 years, Mark has litigated a wide variety of transportation and logistics-related cases in state and federal courts throughout the United States. During our conversation, Mark will highlight his upcoming panel session at the 2021 TIA 3PL Extended Experience, as well as exploring what legal issues 3PL should be keeping on their radar. Before we get started, a special thank you to our episode sponsor, DAT Freight & Analytics. Take the uncertainty out of freight with DAT Freight & Analytics. And with that, let's get into it. All right, so we are joined today with Mark Bluba of Benish Law. And uh, Mark, thanks so much for joining us today.
1: Thanks very much for having me. I'm delighted to be here.
0: Absolutely. Um, so, talking, speaking of Benish Law, um, you guys have been a TIA associate member now for uh, more than 15 years. Um, can you talk a little bit about what drew the firm to join TIA in the first place, and then its continued commitment to supporting the
1: association in the years since? Yeah, absolutely. Let me let me tackle both of those. Originally, the fact that we were already representing so many freight brokers and other transportation intermediaries. Uh, Naturally attracted us to TIA. It seemed like the the perfect place, so to speak, to ensure that we were really in tune with our clients' businesses. Uh, We pride ourselves on understanding our clients' business, in particular, and their industry more broadly. So, having that kind of knowledge and understanding makes us far better lawyers than we would otherwise be. Uh, We don't want to be mere technicians, but we rather business partners. So, from our perspective, what better place than TIA to accomplish that goal? with respect to our freight broker clients. So that's kind of how we first got involved. And then once we began to become involved, it quickly became apparent to us that TIA was a really special trade organization. Absolutely. You, know, you have this forty year pedigree, an incredibly strong membership base, you've got practically two thousand active members, very diverse, you know, you got small smart startups to very mature, successful businesses. So so not only did TIA help us better understand the industry overall from a business perspective, an operations perspective, but opened up the door to many new friendships, uh, and a number of which in turn, became client relationships or referral sources over the years. So, and like like most endeavors in life, the more you put into it, the more you get out of it. So, uh, we enjoy publishing articles for TIA, speaking on webinars for TIA, serving on TIA committees, speaking at TIA's great events, uh, and you know, finally, it's it's fun to be around a very entrepreneurial-minded set of people like the TIA members. So. That's uh, hopefully that addresses the, the question.
0: Absolutely. And, um, you know, in my two years here or nearly two years here, you know, you guys have been such a great partner in terms of the webinars, uh, the lunch and learns, um, you know, speaking at meetings and events, albeit recently, virtually. Um, but really looking forward to this return to uh, in-person meeting and events this fall.
1: Agreed. Agreed.
0: Um, So speaking of supporting TIA, um, you are currently scheduled to be featured, uh, a featured panelist uh, next month at the 2021 TIA 3PL Extended Experience in San Antonio uh, for a session titled Playing Catch-Up, the Intersection of Technology and the Law. Can you give our listeners a sneak peek at some of the topics you'll be covering in this session? Yeah,
1: yeah, sure, sure. Um, When I was uh, thinking about our panel description and drafting it, I decided to draw on a quote from Mark Twain, where he kind of quipped that, A lie can travel halfway around the world while the truth is putting its boots on. And in a somewhat similar vein, technology has driven changes in transportation and logistics at such a rapid pace that the law is often uh, belatedly adapting. The law is playing catch-up, so to speak. So our panel is really aiming to address and offer some practical solutions to a whole range, host of such issues. So everything from touchless deliveries, electronic bills of lading, some app liability issues, track and trace contracts with extensive technology components, big data, um, issues that impacts that it might have on casualty litigation, for instance, uh, and the like. Uh, We've got really a a, a super lineup. Jeff Simmons, who is the the chief legal officer from Global Trans, he can bring really pointed insights from a real-world industry perspective. Uh, My colleague Helen Schweitz is going to be joining us, and Helen focuses her practice on on technology transactions and licensing and online contracting, data privacy, and and she works hand-in-glove with a lot of our freight broker clients on on a wide variety of their needs. And then we've got Heather Devine, who's a Canadian lawyer and a recent president of the Canadian Transportation Lawyers Association. She'll be able to bring some uh, international flair to our panel, so to speak. So we're really excited about, uh, about the panel.
0: That's awesome. Um, You definitely mentioned two, uh, I think, key buzzwords that, uh, you know, most of our members in the industry uh, will definitely, I think, flock to on that in terms of big data and app liability, um, especially on the sense that, you know, we see, you know, almost every day that, right, there's a new driver app, um, you know, out there for for carriers and everyone to use with their partners. Um, So, you know, what are some of the more important things that 3PLs um, need to keep in mind as they look to expand their capabilities and offerings um, through these uh, utilizing new technologies that are coming to the marketplace almost every
1: day? Sure, sure let, let me give you an example with respect to to mobile app uh, liability. for instance, as you pointed out there are so they are so popular nowadays uh, for brokers and others and these these apps, if you don't manage the risk appropriately can in theory create a number of risks that need to be mitigated to some extent so let me mention a few of those risks I could come up with more, but I'll give you a, a sampling. So one, driver coercion. You know, there is always a risk of some kind of driver coercion claim if a broker is communicating directly to a motor carrier's drivers through the app. For instance, a driver might use an app to provide feedback of some sort to the broker about its his, his or her inability to drive further without violating the hours of service regulations and the broker's response to the same in the app if they're using the app in this way could imply that the driver must proceed to destination and that might be a form of driver coercion so you know risks like that can be reduced by training by eliminating push messaging features on the app or rerouting messages like that to the motor carrier's dispatcher instead of directly to the driver those sorts of things. Uh, A second risk with these apps could be vicarious liability. Uh, As everyone now knows all too well, the risk of vicarious liability arises whenever a broker is arguably exercising control over a motor carrier or a specific driver. So if a broker is using an app to push out messages to drivers, a jury could conclude that depending on the circumstances, it reveals some sort of control over the driver. Again, that kind of risk could be reduced by training, eliminating or modifying certain features of the app. Again, maybe if there's a push feature, um, eliminating that might help undermine claims of control while the driver is operating the vehicle or, or using the, You're using technology to stop the app from operating when the vehicle is in motion, for instance, would be another way. So, you know, another, a third risk that we might think about is brokers uh, being characterized as carriers. So, you know, brokers sometimes want to try to tender loads directly to drivers via the app instead of to the motor carrier, who will in turn dispatch to the driver. So the risk there is that a broker might be deemed to be holding itself out to the marketplace as a carrier itself. It would increase, that risk increases if the app really does permit a broker to assign a load to a specific driver, for instance, who doesn't necessarily even bid on it or or permits the broker to tender uh, and assign a load to a specific driver. If the broker doesn't you know, provide appropriate disclaimers about the role it is performing when it's interacting with an individual owner operator. Um, so again, the manner in which the app is deployed can be refined to minimize or eliminate that type of risk. Um, you know, one final one, I guess I could mention just briefly too, would be the risk of a direct negligence claim against a broker uh, via the app for for instance, you know one thing you could think about is a a plaintiff alleging that the broker was negligent in creating distractions for a given driver who causes an accident that the very existence of an alert while 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 the vehicle is moving could indicate that the broker knows precisely where the power unit is when it 's under operation, and that um, they have um, they've, in fact, created some liability by distracting the driver in that sense. Um, and that, that notion, that theory that a third party's electronic communications can create liability uh, is developing differently from state to state. Uh, th- there have been some cases where courts have said, look, a remote third party can be liable if the third party has knowledge that the driver was driving uh, had knowledge that the driver would be distracted by the third party's action sending a text message or an email of some sort um, that that can happen in certain jurisdictions now we all hope that things like the restriction that drivers have on the use of handheld mobile devices um, uh, of CMVs would would chill that use but nevertheless it's something to to take into account so. I could go on and on about this, uh, Matthew, but uh, uh, that's the uh, – th- those are some of the issues.
0: Great. Um, kind of circling back on that, on the big data issue. So, right, we are the, we're in the age of big data, right? Yeah. I mean, there's data points on everything we do, whether from website tracking to, you know, tracking your loads and, and your carriers across the country and, you know, temperature control. Um, yeah, what, what do 3PLs and brokers need to be aware of when, you know, utilizing all the data they have? What are some of the legal implications of, of how to, you know – you know, best practices in terms of what to do and what not to do with your user data.
1: Yeah, we'll be covering a lot of that during our session. And, you know, step number one is to recognize that you have data. There are so many players in the freight brokerage industry and the transportation uh, market in general that just fail to appreciate the enormous volumes of data that they do, in fact, control and have access to that are of value. Uh, it may be, you know, customer names, of course, contact information, uh, but rate information, uh, collective aggregate data that they have about uh, about their customer base or their carrier base. All of these things have a great deal of commercial value, and the misuse of some of that data can expose uh, freight brokers to liability under a wide variety of federal and, more importantly, in many instances, state Uh, regulations and statutes. Some states have been incredibly aggressive in this area uh, and other jurisdictions as well. In fact, China just rolled out its newest uh, privacy data privacy rules this week, and they're only giving a very short fuse before they're going to begin enforcing them in some fashion. So those who are involved in international um, uh, transportation, especially anything forwarding from overseas and the like, need to be attuned to those types of risks. But they're significant, and I think step number one, though, is really appreciating and recognizing and identifying the host of data that players in the transportation market really have.
0: Great. Um, so let's see, you've been you've been with Benish and you've had a nearly 25 year career there um, during which, you know, you've litigated a wide variety of transportation and logistics related cases in both state and federal courts throughout the country, um, as well as before a number of administrative bodies. Um, in addition to some of the legal issues that you've touched on here and what you will be discussing on your panel at the, at the uh, upcoming conference, um, you know what are some of the more uh, forward thinking things you guys see coming down the pike you know, for 3PLs and freight brokers that they should be on the lookout for, um, let's say, in the next you know three to five years?
1: Yeah, well, I'd start with the notion that yeah, if, the, if the U.S. Supreme Court does not accept for review the Ninth Circuit's decision in the C.H. Robinson versus Miller case, mm-hmm. then I think the freight broker, liabil- freight broker liability under theories of negligence and vicarious liability will continue to play out in very inconsistent ways around the country. Um, for those who aren't familiar with that case— Uh, It's a case in which Costco had tendered a load of goods to a broker, who in turn tendered it to a motor carrier, of course. Driver loses control while he's driving in icy conditions in Nevada, crosses the median, smashes into an oncoming vehicle. The driver of that vehicle ultimately becomes a quadriplegic. And he sues, among others, the broker, claiming that the broker chose an incompetent motor carrier. So last year, federal district court in Washington state says, well, the claim against the brokers preempted by federal law. Case over, brokers out of it. Uh, several other courts around the country have reached similar conclusions in comparable cases, but unfortunately, the plaintiff appealed, and on appeal, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, which really governs a lot of states, and and, and those listening should be aware of this is California, Washington, Oregon, Nevada, Arizona, Montana, uh, even Hawaii and Alaska. That Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals reversed and said that the safety exception in the applicable federal statute meant that the claim was not preempted, so it's going to go to a jury to decide. And right now, the broker is attempting to obtain review from the U.S. Supreme Court. We hope that this court will take the case and review it, but if it doesn't, there the next three to five years, there's going to be a great deal of uncertainty and inconsistent outcomes at the moment as various courts around the country wrestle with this and come to to various uh, individual conclusions about the extent to which a broker will be protected by preemption. So that's that's one of the big ones that I would encourage people to be uh, to stay tuned for, so to speak.
0: Great. Um, So, yeah, we've covered a lot here today so far. Um, And then I guess really our last question wrapping up. um, So, you know, we've heard about uh, kind of a sneak peek and uh, sneak peek and preview of your upcoming session at TIA's 3PL Extend Experience. Um, Are there any other sessions that you're excited to attend or speakers
1: you're looking forward to uh, hearing from while you uh, while you're there? Oh, of course. Of course, the The conference features a, a really great lineup overall. Yeah, maybe I'll be a little self-serving at the uh, to begin with and say I'm looking forward to a panel being led by my partner, Eric Zatlin, <laughs> on overcoming the challenges of uh, recruiting and retaining top talent. He always puts together an excellent discussion. But I, I also see that my uh, my friend Brent Hutto at truckstop.com yep. is going to be co-presenting with Jeff Tucker, the CEO at Tucker Worldwide. On using data to stand out from the competition, kind of ties into what we were chatting about a moment ago, uh, and that will undoubtedly be an entertaining session. I, I presented with Brent in the past and a, a number of times, and, and he's always a very dynamic speaker. Uh, and and of course, I'm looking forward to the, the keynote from Ann, who's going to be joined by Bruce Bowen, formerly of the Spurs. You know, Ann's always great at these events. Uh, yep. and I'm intrigued to hear what, uh, Mr. Bowen has to share with us as well, but they all, all the panels look super and, and, they will undoubtedly deliver.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And we are super excited to be back to in-person meeting as events after what I think our last in-person meeting was technovations in 2019, um, in November. <laughs> so it's, it's been 23 months since, uh, since then. Uh, so I know yep. we're all, everyone here is definitely looking forward to get, to getting back to that action.
1: Same here. It'll be, it'll be Fantastic.
0: Great. Well, Mark, that's all the questions we have for this episode. Thank you so much again for joining us on the September uh, episode of the TI Delivers podcast. And we look forward to seeing you next month at the TIA Extend 3PL
1: experience. Super. Thanks so much for having me. It was great to be here. Great. Thanks so much, Mark.
0: Well, folks, that's a wrap on this episode of the TI Delivers podcast. Thanks again to Mark Bluboff of Benish Law for joining us today, and we appreciate the preview of his upcoming session at the 2021 TIA 3PL Extend Experience, taking place October 20th through 22nd in San Antonio. Please visit www.tianet.org if you'd like to learn more about how TIA and TIA membership can help your business grow and be more profitable. And again, thanks to our podcast sponsor, DAT Freight & Analytics, for being a valued partner in this production. Take the uncertainty out of freight with DAT Freight and Analytics.